War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. Listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, it is Monday. It is June 13th in this portion of our program. And it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Boy, that was heavy rain last night. Now, the good news is obviously all the gardens and lawns and everybody got some nice rain, but... The season is well underway. Father's Day is coming up. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Everything available, annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging impatience, large selection, beautiful patio pots, plus vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom, mulcher available, pickup and delivery. Mulchers are dark, piney black, and hemlock crushed stone. Full-scale nursery, everything you need to make your home a showstopper they're open seven days a week gift certificates are available look for them on facebook it's pr landscape materials and garden center full-scale nursery rhode island's dunwood garden center located 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown and again they have a great facebook page well folks again uh good morning one and all it is uh it's the john DePietro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm now we have several things we're watching number one is this situation regarding the uh, hearings continue in washington regarding this january 6th commission uh i i mean to me we haven't seen a lot of new information but one thing is definitely new is there's dirt definitely seems to be they're attempting now attempting to try to build a case against former president president trump it it sure seems that way now we're gonna have to wait and see if they're able to I'm not saying they'd be successful. As a matter of fact, I don't think they would be successful. So, but the um, the fact of the matter is that that's what their focus is. And I would um, I would argue that it's really just a distraction because the country is a mess, and this whole business, you know, gas is absolutely outrageous right now. Biden is clearly not the leader. For the country right now he's not going to lead them out in in the republicans now just have to be prepared and they should be and i think they will be and that is the fact that that they're going to uh, just completely destroy the democrat party in the midterm elections coming up now hopefully some of that will will uh, rub off locally where i still think a lot of the local leaders get a a free pass a complete free pass regarding the the failed biden policies but i also want to touch on something else that um i did post about this and i'm gonna have something uh, this up on the website folks th- this is outrageous but believe it or not you could already start voting the september primary is the, september 13th is the rhode island statewide primary and already you can go online and apply to get a mail ballot application and i did post this and i'll i'll write more about it but some of the things that are different here is number one um you know you have all your information but then it it comes down to this they have a voter oath and signature and they they, these are listen to how this comes down i declare all the information is true to the best of my knowledge i'm a qualified registered voter in the request for a mail ballot i'm not a qualified voter of any other city or town or state uh, i do not intend to claim the claim the right to vote in any of the city town or state and if unable to sign because of uh, otherwise i'm just going to mark an x which they all do but on a separate page they start to say so under voter oath and signature is that information you know what they left out they left out anything that says 
that this is, in fact, a felony if you put this forward in, in, uh, you know, and send this in. So as I've told you in the past, you know, the drop boxes, that's all about to avoid any type of mail fraud. And so on another page, it mentions the fact that, oh, and, and by the way, that if in fact you, you know, do put that, oh, that's right. It might actually be considered, um, a fe- I mean, absolutely outrageous that this is allowed. But that's, that is Gorbea. Folks, this, this all falls under the fact that they're not looking. All the elections, I'm still not convinced people fully understand how our, our elections have changed. Our elections are permanently changed. That's why you don't see everyone up on television. There's no men- mention of penalty of perjury. Now, when you go to a, a second page, that's where then they have uh, notice to applicant. If anyone attempts to intimidate or unduly influence you, contact your local board of canvassers. Anyone knowingly and willfully making a false application, then making the rounds false application, she'll be guilty of a felony subject to the penalties provided. And the real truth of that matter is no one has ever been convicted of that. In the last 25 years, not one person has been convicted of it. So I would argue, you know, you can have all these different types of laws and provisions, but if there's no real teeth to it, if there's no one really, you know, if there's no one ever being looked at, there's no way, there's no mechanism to actually catch anyone in the act for falsifying something like that. So as the result of that, if there's no mechanism and no one's ever caught, you know, it's like I've told you, it's like the analogy of someone makes a statement that you know no one speeds on route 146 and you say how do you say that i've been on there and people fly up 146 nope and then they say well no no tickets have been given out on route 146 so therefore thereby no one is speeding and then you you know that's that's the same type of reasoning with voting but then if you said well well why don't you put a radar gun out there and then the first hour that you have a radar gun out there they fine you know there were 20 people speeding well that's kind of like what it's like with with voting there's no one even looking there's no one investigating there's no one even to look no mechanism to check if people that are doing that are actually in fact breaking the law you could have on that sheet you know forget about just penalty of perjury you could have life in prison you could have you know death penalty but again if it's never enforced and if, in fact, not only is it is it never enforced, but if if no one's ever even been convicted of it or charged with it, even then, then what's the point? It, then, then the penalty doesn't matter. And why would you have that on a separate page? Notice to applicant. Why wouldn't you have that under oath and signature? Why wouldn't you have that under? I declare all the information I provide is true and correct to the quote best of my knowledge. Why would you put? a separate category were then notice to applicant on a separate page now as i look this over you know it's two pages they easily could have had that at the top they easily could have had that i also noticed that they they don't have it in spanish um no they they have a lot of information about who can who could get one of these mail ballot applications the the real truth here is think how ridiculous this is think how early this is that people are already able to start voting i mean and only because no one's going to get turned down for these quote mail ballot applications but whatever they're calling them and they keep changing it it's going to be early voting it's people that are are going to be dropping their votes in and the campaigns are going to do that and as i've told you what this really is what the, 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 the Democrat gubernatorial primary between Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee and uh, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea. And right now, unless something changes, it's a two-person race. That window is closing. I know everyone talks about the money that, that uh, former CVS executive Helena Folks has, but, and she's doing well with it. But what this really comes down to is this is going to be 
ballot harvesting where the campaigns go out they collect the votes and stuff the ballot boxes that's what this whole race is going to be in doing it in the city of providence in pawtucket and central falls and right now governor mckee feels that he can get his team can get more ballots and put it in those boxes uh before election day before primary day they can do more of it than nelly gobert can do that's that's really what the race has become it's not a matter matter of a, a debate of ideas it's not a matter of i think we should do this and i have a plan for this it's all come down to the street game and that's because of the voting that they've put forward i recognize many of you listening don't fully realize that this is the way it's changed and it's really going to impact the statewide elections not so much on the local but the element of election day and everyone's registered and waiting in line watch how uh small the lines will be coming up it's it's a while uh, for that september primary folks it's monday you're listening to the john DePietro show the next time you have an emergency head straight to atmed urgent care Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me right now, he's the managing editor, anchorizing.com. It is Justin Katz. And uh, Justin, I want to start off and get your thoughts on um, what was very contentious, but uh, three gun bills. Uh, there was talk that there were going to be some amendments. They didn't seem to be. Um, I, I just wonder, in, in the aftermath of, of these recent shootings in both Buffalo and Texas, if enough was done to make the argument that Rhode Island laws are much different than those in Texas. Um, they they seem to be coming to some common crown with a grandfather clause, but uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on everything that went down last week in regards to the gun bills. Well, I'm, I'm actually a little surprised. I did, and it's starting to feel like you know, politics is, is almost useless, you know, I, and I wonder if that's part of the reason. I mean, you wonder if no matter how good your arguments are, I, you know, I've I've sat in many many general assembly sessions and committee meetings and hearings, and and you just you you get the strong sense it's <clears throat> your arguments are useless, which is why I stopped going and, and offering testimony a few years ago. It's just there's there's just no point to it. But there's background political arm wrestle going on, and the Second Amendment advocates were pretty strong in that regard um, and I wonder if that's kind of fading at this point it, I mean it, we'll see what the Senate does if this it still has to make it through the Senate and sometimes the general will pass it in one chamber and then kill it in the other uh, to, to say they took action and, and not take uh, so we'll see what happens there but I you know it's to me it's just a it's an indication of how much it's all about appeasing progressives in the primary uh, and attracting, you know, the, the national attention. Uh, I mean, Raimondo kind of laid the groundwork for this, right? It almost doesn't matter what you do locally as long as you're making friends in the National Democrat Party and then you can move up in your career and you can get, you know, handouts from government, uh, large packages of stimulus and that sort of thing. Uh, but I, I wonder if 
you know, I, I, I sympathize and I, I more could be said about the fact that there's a difference between Texas and Rhode Island. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a national debate and it's almost as if Rhode Island statewide politics don't matter anymore. Well, but also you wonder, you know, that's interesting about, say that again, Rhode Island polit- local state politics don't matter anymore, but we, we're going a step, I, I'm not sure if I understand. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it's, Rhode Island is already, has a lot of the strength out in Texas, right? And yes. uh, that they want, and uh, their excuses red, for nationalizing red flag laws, red flag, laws, yeah, back, yeah, exactly. And and but they're but they're still participating. The whole the whole impulse for this debate right now is a national debate. It has nothing okay. to do with Rhode Island. And in the, right. in in years past, the local. I mean, we talked about last week the the those the Second Amendment advocates in the yellow shirts. Those are your neighbors. That's grassroots as it gets. They're just they're people who live in Rhode Island who vote who advocate for their beliefs. They're not. You know, it's not a national uh, movement. Grass uh, astroturfing Rhode Island, uh, but so it's it's real people, and they've had some sway in past years. I just wonder if if that kind of the local inf- the in- the ability to influence on local policy on local arguments, such as hey, we already have a lot of the laws that they're talking about needing in Texas. Those arguments seem to be I don't I don't know if they carry any currency because it's just a national debate at this okay. point, and that's driving it all. Um, how do you think the two-way people did? Um, obviously, I'd want to be supportive. I got one email from them. Uh, it was for last week. Um, you know, they do the yellow shirts. They kind of got up there. But I, I think, Justin, you know, it, it flew through the committee. And I noticed that Speaker Sakachi was sitting there and, you know, leader, House Minority Leader Filippi was in there. I thought that Sakachi sitting in on the judiciary was interesting almost that he wanted to ensure that everyone was going to live up to maybe what they had said they were going to do uh you're right about lack of debate there were a couple democrats that that peeled off it seemed to be on the the capacity of the magazines and there was there was some talk of um you know grandfathering it in but that that seemed to go by the wayside i agree with you i i think they just make it all political you know, and, and I'll even say the local media, there's no pushback. There was a huge rally uh, Saturday at the state house. There's, there's never any element. Um, there's, there's no element of if a student says, like in Pawtucket, when we talked about that, everybody's nervous and you can't focus because they're so nervous in school. No one says, but there hasn't been any school shootings and our laws are much different there. And we have red flags law. I, I would argue they almost seem content to let many people and or students believe that absolutely this could happen here the same way it happened in Texas. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, the news media and the the Democrats and especially the progressive Democrats, they very much want everybody to be scared. I mean, that's yes. kind of how they that's how they the newspapers and the TV news get and get their eyeballs. And it's how the Democrats get get their votes and, and get the support of, of gullible donors, uh, including moderate ones. But that that's, so that's, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm not sure there's much, you know, the, the Second Amendment folks, they, they did the rally, they filled the two galleries, they were, they yeah. were some con, somewhat contentious. Uh, you know, there were pictures online of, uh, you know, the committee room where it's all yellow shirts and one person yeah. in the, the red shirt for the other side. I mean, it's, they, they, all of the standard methods uh, but you know they 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 can only go so far when you know the news media and and i've certainly experienced this when the news media isn't calling for contrary opinions um right. when they're you know when Good there's point. only so much they can do uh and I, I think one of the key lessons here if these bills go through and mckee's already said he'll sign them if they if oh, they yeah. get and which makes me think he's done <laughs> but but um the i think the, one of the key lessons is it's just time to stop politics uh, from a Republican or conservative point of view in Rhode Island because they're not going to work anymore. It's just that's done. There's the media's 
given itself permission to be too biased. The national sway is too strong here. And the everything is just so thoroughly locked up. I mean, even beyond what it was 10 years ago uh, for the Democrats in the state, you've just got to change the way you do everything. And that means not relying on being a show of a show of support in the in the state house. I almost feel, you know, you're exactly right. And also, Justin Katz, I mean, <clears throat> the politics involved with this is just, you know, it, it, it's really another level how it's such feel good. They're all jumping on board with this. They all want to sign it. If there's somehow, God forbid, but, they, you know, if there's another shooting, they'll feel we need to go even higher. It, it doesn't even seem to matter. There doesn't even seem to be a reasonable approach of like, hey, listen, I don't think you understand how we're different in these things, you know. This, we're different than Texas. We're different than Florida. We're different than some of these other states. That doesn't seem to matter. It seems to be much more, you know, students fear for their lives. The kids used as pawns up at the state house, you know, laying dead for the 19 minutes for each child like that. Um, that seems to kind of make way or break through. And the media loves that, by the way, um, as opposed to someone saying, you know, well, you know, it's really not reasonable. I also want to once again point out, I know that the, the rally on Saturday, you know, they bring up the mothers against gun violence and they bring up and I obviously you feel bad. These mothers in Providence that their children have fallen victim to, to to gun violence. But what no one points out is, number one, nine times out of ten, it's gang related. It's targeted. Number two, I come back to the fact that no one wants to mention that no one cooperates when it comes to. A lot of these crimes, I, I tell Providence police told me they could solve half of their unsolved murders if family and friend of the victim would tell police what they know. But the whole element of don't snitch, they don't say anything. Someone asked me, even, do you think they're afraid of it? It's not even that. It's just like the code that, you know, you're a, you're an 18 year old and your 19 year old brother is shot and killed by a rival gang, even though you know who did it. And you could probably say, I think, that, you know, I saw this one do it. it. Their code, so to speak, is you don't say anything. And then they plot their own revenge. And I, I just find before we move on, they just I, I think it's like a willful ignorance. The media doesn't even want to seem to bring that up. Well, I mean, it's, it's almost institutionalized at this point. I mean, don't forget, it's just, it's just a few years ago, uh, Providence passed their, what did I call it, the time gangland protection bill, where yes. where you can't track, you That's can't right. track gangs. I mean, you, you have to notify people when they're on your gang list. The yeah. police can't even keep handwritten notes about who they think might be involved in gangs. So, I mean, they've, they've institutionalized this as law. And if we had a responsible media, if we had journalists who, who really were following this stuff and looking for honest answers on why children are being killed in Rhode Island to the extent that they are, then they would be looking at this. Was this maybe a mistake to prevent the police from tracking gangs this way? Right. Maybe that was the problem. Not, not mass shootings in Texas. No. Gangland violence because the state and the city are encouraging this crazy race-driven progressive policy that prevents you from protecting people from gangs i mean it's yeah. it's that simple but you but i mean you you get these stories for a few months because the activists want this to go along with it to pass the bill and then everybody just forgets and they move on with their lives and the consequences just swash over and nobody knows how to explain it so what do we blame we blame magazines that as far as i know this size of magazines has not been an issue in the shootings it's been no. number of guns and even even the ability of year olds to buy guns versus 21 year olds a lot of them are illegal guns being used by gangs right. we're not talking about people who go out to the store and no. buy them and then go shoot their it's, shoot it's going to have zero impact on, on and it, and Providence. If but anything, it's not it's about that it's, it's worse all because... about the feel-good legislation and those that step forward and teresa teresa tansy and the rest of them and they just want to emulate what they're watching in the national stage so i agree with you folks quick break much more ahead justin katz politics this week right here on the john DePietro show time means grill time and for the best grill get a new grill stop in and see my friends jay's broadway appliance and tv j apostrophe yes broadway appliance and tv located 47 cedar swamp road that's route 5 smithfield you can call them 401-949-7800 springtime summer this is the best time to grill outside they have a great selection on grills they also have a great selection on all appliances family-run business since 1963 remember you're going to deal directly with the owner 
and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave? Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook, springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday appointments. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 401-949-7800. Better yet, drive in and see them, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Well, Justin, uh, I had the title on my website, The Day Democracy Died, The Death of Democracy. Um, Governor McKee signed into the Let R.I. Vote Act. Uh, I still think most people, including many of the Republican Party, don't realize the long-term implications. For those that are unsure just how ridiculous our elections are going to be, I also want to say the proponents, or the opponents of it, I should say, I, I, I'm going to say I just think they failed to point out that we're an outlier. We have different laws than Rhode Island and uh, excuse me, than Massachusetts and Connecticut. But there it is. Today, you could already send to get your mail ballot application. You don't need an excuse, uh, but you could already request to get that to start voting for the September 13th primary. I mean, this this is totally ridiculous. This is not going to be about you know the battle of ideas this is going to be the ground game election but they did pass these the whole thing is preposterous let Rhode Island vote as if somehow people weren't able to vote um this was pushed through McKee signed it they're all smiling he's you know eyeing Gorbea she's eyeing him they both have their strategy but I want to hear your thoughts on this new voter legislation well the thing that most struck me and I mean it is it is crazy the online voting that every 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 precinct's going to have to have a, a drop box it's just going to be i mean it's not online voting but al- online ballot uh, applications it got rid of this the witness requirement this is i mean the the biggest traction any opposition to this in the state was you with your your op-ed which yes. uh, Kathy Greg picked up on and making an example of Don you were in Oyer in yep. Newport and who is right over McKee's shoulder when he's signing this Don it That's just funny. shows you a, it's it's like a thumb in the eye. We just yep. don't, not even going to pretend. And that's a harbinger, I think, for what they're looking at this. They're looking at this as this buys them. And it's not even going to be, I mean, it's going to be all about the ground game. But in, in classic terms, the ground game was, you know, somewhat indicative of your grassroots support. You know, how many people can you get out there knocking on doors, handing out flyers and, and getting your voters to the polls? That was that used to be ground game. I don't think that's it anymore. I think it's no. who, who can access the machine. So yep. the, the party as a machine, you, the whole game of politics now is going to be who can get that machine to to put their name on the ballot that all the ballot harvesters will will turn in for them that's right that's that's the name of the game now and i i think here again it's another area where uh, conservatives and republicans just have to change their their attitude it's just you cannot just rely on trying to squeeze out margins and, and do standard politics you there has to be i mean i i guess there has to be some attempted to, to do a, a ballot harvesting in the other direction but i think more than that there has to be just a real all-out effort to to build up support and make make support visible so that at least they're a little embarrassed when they cheat and and <laughs> win elections they shouldn't because i don't, think I don't that's think possible <laughs> well you know you everything making has them feel embarrassed yeah, no, no. But yeah, no. But, you know, if, if it if it gets to the point where where everybody in a local election, all everybody is talking about how well this the Republican should win, for example, and then the Democrat wins by a 60, 40 margin, there'll start to be questions asked. And I think we the long it's, it's time to just almost retrench and back off and say, you know what, we've we've got to play the long game and we've just got to go back to the basics. I mean, if you look at the, the progressives have an ideology and all they have to do is keep pushing the ideology and that turns into votes. The Republicans and conservatives in Rhode Island have been trying to play this, this measured game of being moderate here and trying to get just enough votes, enough constituents. That's just not going to work. They it's, it's time to just go back to really 
really just getting out people to be vocal and visible and convince them. And then maybe, maybe when the ballot harvesters come, people will say, yeah, no, I'm not going to vote for that one, even though you're telling me to do it and you're going to bring my ballot in. Of course, those ballots might disappear, but then you want more of that because the more there is of that, the more likely they are to be caught. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I think I agree with you. I, I just, I mean, I was already skeptical about elections in Rhode Island, but this is kind of the, the final nail. The death nail. It is. And yeah. I want people, I also understand, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. I, I, I fully accept, Justin. I don't think a lot of people fully understand, uh, as I, you, you know, I've told you probably more than I mean, I, that Dawn Hoyer special election for five a week seat. That's what opened my eyes to it. That was one individual that was able to get 230 votes. You know, she's never even answered. How is that democracy if someone could handle 1000 ballots, 5000 ballots, even even more? But you're starting to see some semblance of it because Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, right? wrote, you know, gee, this uh, mayoral race doesn't seem to have any energy here. And, well, that's because it's no longer about the battle of ideas or moments. It's all about going out and getting workers who will go and then collect ballots for you. And in 2020, it was 65-35. 65% people voted before the polls opened 35. I'm predicting this time around, and we'll see if I'm right, but I think it's going to now turn to 75-25. And anyone that does business, you know, if 75% of your revenue or customers come from one area, that's the part, you know, you want to grow. You want to grow that to maybe even 80%. And some people have even said, gee, the, the Democrat primary seems lackluster. Well, if, if you're Governor McKee and you have to look at the field, McKee, Gorbea, Seth Magazina, none of them are up on TV. They all could afford to. Who are the ones that are up on TV? The outsiders that don't know how the game is played. I could compare this to it. I know this seems a little long, but Ashley Kalis, Helena Folks, and that woman, Sarah Morgenthal, I use the example. They're the people that are actually waiting two and a half hours at Twin Oaks to get their table where the other people know, you know, you get your favorite waiter, you slip them, a, give them a 20, 25 percent tip and you're seated in like 10 minutes. So if you're Dan McKee, why would you spend? See, I'm very curious to see how this goes. Why would you spend one hundred thousand on television? For 100,000, think how many guaranteed ballots, votes you could get of people hand delivered. If once you start paying people per vote, um, why take the chance? Why take the chance that that maybe someone's going to come and vote that day? Maybe they're not. Maybe they're going to like your commercial. Maybe they're not. Uh, it's 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 a guaranteed thing. And and Justin, in a Democrat primary, where you know how many votes are actually going to win the thing? You certainly could buy enough people to go around in Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls. Uh, they are registered. The campaigns, they register people to vote. They have their file. Then they handle their ballot for them. Um, it, it, to me, it's there's no way on earth the Republican Party could begin to compete against such a machine. And especially because they are focused on Providence, where there's so many people. And it's also very transient. Right. Well, that's uh, that's a good point. Although I, I do think there there may be some utility for some of the candidates in in television and, and standard media. I think of say the Morgenthau TV spot because it was mainly she said nothing about her past or her experience. Really, sure. just hey, I'm an establishment Democrat. So I think there is some some degree. If, however, you get the, your name on the ballot that all the ballot harvesters are pushing, or however you can attract, you know. Big, big out-of-state donations. I mean, I recall some some quarters where Raimondo was something like eighty percent out-of-state donations. Um, oh yeah. So so that's you need that money and you need the local machine to to push the ballot harvesters. So there might be some use to going on TV a little bit for those those sorts of purposes. But other than that, I, I agree. It's just a matter of who can get those people to go out and collect the ballots for you in the, the mail system. And it's, it's yeah. not, a, not a healthy system and it is not gonna serve us well at all. But so it's one thing, I, you know, we were just talking about the second amendment and, and one thing Democrats and progressives have done very, very well for decades is to push wedge issues that drive yes. Republicans apart. And you can see this in Rhode Island and even, even here it works, you get the national, the national has almost nothing to do with Rhode Island or abortion or that sort of thing. And suddenly conservatives like me find ourselves on Twitter fighting with moderate 
conservative moderate republicans mm. you know that's and that's what they've been doing so i think that can that can flip so if if the name of the game is who gets the, the machine from the ballot harvest for the ballot harvesting among the democrats maybe that's something the republicans and i'm not sure how they would do it but that's something republicans have to start trying to do a little more is to wedge democrats against each other at least the machine isn't isn't going straight it's wobbling a little bit the, um, just so people understand, and I did, I'll, I'm going to do a, a website update on this, but I did post on Facebook. So I, I saw the mail ballot application. It's already posted online. Just a nowhere on there. They took out the line about under penalty of perjury, you are signing this saying that you're a citizen and a resident of Rhode Island. They took that out. So they don't even have that anymore. I think that's really interesting. Number two, you know, I think Pennsylvania is talking about they want people to re-register to vote. I love that idea. I don't know why there isn't any talk of that up at the state house, at least from the Republican party or anyone, Ashley Kalis or someone running for office, that would certainly get people's attention. Um, I, I think, um, and people also need to understand when we're talking about mail ballots, it's actually when they're collecting the ballots, they just use the drop boxes. So the campaigns don't even have to pay for the postage stamp and, and they could also drop as many as they want. I know that a number of people have seen the film 2000 mules and they have the cameras and they, show that I, whatever state it is that you, you're not supposed to drop more than 10. And people have said to me, gee, I, we should get cameras in our boxes. And then I have to explain, no, you don't understand. In Rhode Island, you could go up to one of those drop boxes and literally put in 5,000 ballots and you have not broken the law. Uh, Rhode Island is the, the wild west when it comes to that. I, um, who's also waiting in the wings, Justin Katz, before we take a break. So there he was, how about the big three almost, I posted this on Twitter. John Marion of, quote, Common Cause, uh, supposed to be the nonpartisan good government group. He's smiling along with Pat Crowley and George Nee, from what I understand, and also in that picture on the other side, but it's the Secretary of State candidate, the, the East Providence teacher. He's a big union guy, Amori. So, Justin, their plan is, hey, you know, the unions want to do a big project. Let's put it on the ballot, have everyone vote for it. Gee, I wonder how ballot measure one, two, and three is going to end up. I mean, of course, they're going to Every project will be labor. And, oh, it, you know, it passed. Oh, the people of Rhode Island want this huge project. They're going to repave every road and build all these brand new schools and blah, blah, blah. And they want to have more truck tolls. And who's to question the vote? I, I just I, I but I am convinced I'll say this. I firmly don't believe people understand what's just been signed in. And the only thing we can hope for also is going to be chaos in the primary because that that Dr. Oz, Dave McCormick, uh, GOP Senate primary in Pennsylvania, that took them three weeks to sort that out. Um, you think September 13th, if the Democrats have a problem, they could be going into October before they're trying to you know, announce a winner. Um, we're going to take, folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week. Justin Katz, managing at our anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Well, Justin, surprise, surprise, uh, Pawtucket, they said, okay, we can't have the, the Paw Sox, and we're not going to do a new stadium. And Mattiello told them either, you know, pay my guys what they want or you're not getting the money. So then they split, went to Worcester. So now, all of a sudden, Mayor Grabian and uh, Dan McKee, they have a soccer crew come along. And wouldn't you know, just as they get into the project, they announce, oh, by the way, we need 30 to 40 million extra money. Um, I know Governor McKee had a big uh, commerce meeting on this. 
suddenly now they're saying, oh, the, the costs are going up because of supply chain. I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on what we should do about this this developer in Pawtucket. <laughs> well, you know, on the excuse of supply chain inflation, well, yeah, there's some truth to that, but that's just the excuse. There would have been right. an excuse. That's the reason these developers want to get in bed with government, despite higher regulation and all that, is because then they can offload the risk. Politicians will say, you know what, voters, we're already knee deep in this. We've got to keep going. We've got no choice. Uh, that's which is my my position remains what has been for years and years is no sorry <laughs> that's it you should have figured this out when you ran for the when you when you asked for the money and you, you laid out the deal in the first place there's just no you know I, every now and then uh, even people I respect will say you know, we we lost we lost the paw socks how how horrible well you know what maybe maybe not. You know, but it's not. We can't play this game over the long term. This game is destructive and going to put us put us. Well, we're, we're headed there anyway. But even more quickly into an unsustainable situation where everything is just falling on taxpayers' backs, and we'll probably pretty soon we'll start to. You know, you hear the we need to tax the rich in order to make up these gaps. Well, you no, know, people, you're not taxing the rich. You're taxing productive people, and they can leave, and they will leave. So I, my concern is not for the big developer with the flashy thing that makes the nice pictures they can put on the evening news and, and say, here, this, this is our future. My concern is all of the people individually making the decision, I can't, I can't stay here. It's just not worth it. And I think you, you preserve that by starting to say no to these insiders and, the, and their special deals. Yeah. And I think, uh, Justin, this is, this is like the opening act for the Superman building. Can you imagine if the soccer stadium... <laughs> If those people are saying they're already need thirty million, yeah, what, what you know, what what do you think the Superman people are going to say halfway through? Like, oh gee, we need more, or we can't finish building it. Then, then it becomes like too big to fail. Uh, but how do you think this goes down between now and September? Because you know, on the one hand, this should be, by the way, become an issue for Governor McKee in the primary. But the the problem, and where Governor McKee has has some protection here is no one, at least in the Democrat party wants to tell, you know, the unions no and wants to say, no, we're not going to, you know, give you that money because then it's, it's all just, you know, big, no bid union job. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how this could, how it could fail, frankly. I mean, you, you got, as you say, all the insiders want the union game. They've now got this, their election laws passed so that they can do pretty much whatever. And the, the, the freak flag is just flying with all the, you know, all the bills they want to pass through and appease all the inside groups. And they, they feel like it's almost like, a kid who just got a credit card maybe to some extent because they've got all that federal money flushing everything out and it's almost as if they feel like that they can just spend as if that's real recurring revenue or something I, so I, I think they're just going to barrel through. And, and I don't think Rhode Island has has a healthy enough civic culture at this point or political landscape to, to put a stop to any of it. I think it's just it's just what it is. Once you get your nose into the tent, you're, you get the thing. And, and that might be why we're hearing renewed energy on Superman building when just a few years ago it was a non-starter and, and right. nobody wanted to be the one to, to, to say, okay, yeah, we're just going to put this on taxpayers back. I think we are starting to hear those rumbles because the, the game is just up. Uh, and, and, and on top of that, they do have those excuses that I think are largely bogus, but that are going to be persuasive for, for the handful of people who, who might be needed to vote for these things uh, to give it a sense of le- legitimacy. And that's inflation, uh, supply chain. And, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I can see why that's the problem. This isn't just a standard cheat. No, no, it is the standard cheat. They're just using it as an excuse. But I think, I think if, if they needed anything to get them over the top, it's that kind of talk is going to do it. Folks, our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. Justin, apparently the voters of Providence, or at least 4% of them, went to the polls last week and voted for Providence to basically just borrow more money to secure their pensions. I, um, you know, one what, what of the, I find this is disgraceful. I also think it should have been a, that they need a threshold of, in a lot of states, like you need a threshold of like 10% of the voters to turn out for anything to really stick. It's when you think how preposterous that is. I mean, when do they have an election in June? Never. Uh, why didn't they wait and just put this either on the September primary and put it in November? We both know it's because it would have failed. Uh, but to me, the biggest damaging thing in the message comes out that Providence, through all their 
you know, terrible practices. They have way too many people hired. All these people have city jobs. Every state rep has almost like a city job. It's almost like part of the job. Um, they have, they have, their workforce is way overblown. But again, it's like Provident, they're never held accountable. And why should they be responsible if they always think that the state is going to bail them out? And that's to me what the message becomes that, you know, uh, they can spend recklessly because in the end, uh, the state will step in and just bail out the city. Yeah, well, I mean, that's true, and it's going to prove true, but it's going to cause turmoil. I think it was actually Dan McGowan, Boston Globe journalist, who tweeted out that he was in line to vote, and he overheard somebody saying her son told her to vote for it because she'll be dead before the before it collapses. But the the whole principle here, and it's it's another indictment of our news media, I think, that they they didn't convey this. It's just a thing to do to borrow money to plug a a hole where you didn't put enough money away to invest to make a profit to pay your pensions i mean it's just there's no way it works and in fact when socket tried this i think 20 years ago and within a decade it collapsed and very nearly put them in bankruptcy and i think you're gonna see that it's just a matter of time for for however long it takes but all it all this really does is ensure that make well it makes it a little more a lot more likely that at the end of the day city and state taxpayers are going to have to fill the hole rather than as in central falls with the pensions uh, some cuts to benefits i think that's that's the entire game here is just force taxpayers deeper and deeper into the hole so that they have to they just have to eat it and i think i think that's what we're going to see in, in within a decade this this whole the, the whole scheme is going to collapse because it's it just does not make any sense financially you'd have to think that city and state pension investors are government, you know, treasurers and such are, are some kind of investment genius who can beat the market, who can who can right. make not only the three to five percent they need realistically to keep the pension fund growing, but the three to five percent they're going to need for the bonds on top of getting enough money for the, the retirees. It's just not going to happen. And uh, right. it's going to be a collapse and there's going to yeah. be people are not going to be happy about it. But at the end of the day, it's going to come back to taxpayers. We can be pretty sure about that. Yeah. Uh, and finally, um, Justin Katz, I, and I can't stand these press conferences. They're all, it, it's kind of comical. They're all patting themselves on the back. It's so funny, but it's really not funny. But like Dominic Ruggiero saying, it's so tremendous how all Democrats came together. I mean, that, like, their idea of coming together is working with the progressives. It's not even like reaching across the aisle anymore. It shows you how broken the place is. But their idea of, car, of like, oh, we're going to phase out the car tax. Gas is over $5 a gallon. Gas could be going to $6 a gallon. Gas could be going to $7 a gallon. Talk about day late and a dollar short. Are we supposed to really get excited? And, and like, I can't believe like when Governor McKee hints at the surplus, the year-end surplus is close to $1 billion, $800 million, And they get excited that they may actually give us some of our own money back, even though we've been overtaxed. Um, what's your reaction with their all patting themselves on the back. What a win it is that they're going to phase out the car tax. It's, it's typical for oh. an island. I mean, the, the that and the $250 per child credit they're just going to send to people. Uh, I, you know, I think... They don't see voters, taxpayers as the people they represent. They see us all as just another special interest group. And what do you do with a special interest group? You buy them off. So we get we get the gas tax and 250 bucks per child for a year and and the unions get, you know, like gold pensions i mean it's, so we're, we're not even a very important constituency apparently to them but that's that's all it is it's it's how what can we how can we get a headline how can we say some do something that and and even you see it even on you know social media even among conservatives and republicans oh okay well at least this is gone well no they just they just took your money bought you off with it and then they're gonna get it back somehow in the years to come and it's just yeah it's i wish we could stop falling for this stuff but it, it's just so has such currency around here Mm. Folks, again, he is the managing editor, anchorising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job as always. At least there's two sane people left in the state. <laughs> well, no, you I, got more listeners there. All your I listeners suppose. are sane. That's true. Have a good week and we'll talk to you again. <laughs> you Thanks, too. Justin. Thanks, John. Propane Plus for heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508 252 3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401. 
885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys. Old things you don't even use anymore. Old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brothers Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com portion of the program brought to you by the coesed in check them out on the website dipetro.com the coesed in or Rhode island tradition since 1977 located 226 coesed avenue in west warwick whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers there's always a great crowd you can to link directly to them and gift certificates are available the coesed in 226 coesed avenue in west warwick to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website dipetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website dipetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get it's a happening all links to the show plus if you ever miss any part of the show it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com to check out our website dipetro.com dipetro.com which is sponsored by and brought you by the centerdale revival comfort food and cocktails located 2025 smith street in north providence shane and his crew what a wonderful job they've done winner of several rhode island best of awards best of rhode island awards the centerdale revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop it and see them 2025 smith street in north providence